If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Season 3 of Better Let, Let Me Tell, tell You. you. video that i posted on our instagram of the guy on top of the car what was that about i don't know but that's very typical that's typical i think it's very typical i think it's very on only a date well we posted on ours but it was yeah, originally yeah, from yeah. only a date i think that's very miami like the guy probably got off his car and you know and you know, no car is gonna be in my way, and he just like got him. But top it was of the car. an older man. It wasn't even like. Do you a think kid. that Guaperia knows ages? No, that's true. That's true. It is the great equalizer, I suppose. Yeah. So, I suppose. what episode are we on? I think we're on episode one twenty. Well, welcome to episode one twenty, everyone. An episode further away from one hundred. <laughs> I'm tired. How is everybody? Happy Friday. Oh, I'm tired too. Like the last couple of weeks have just been exhausting. And I don't even know why. I just, I don't know. I think it's everything on to, on you, like I think the it's, mood. It's, but we're better. Uh, let me tell you. So we gotta be chipper. We gotta be Hello, chipper. Everybody. We gotta be chipper. We gotta, we gotta step it up. We we'll step it up. But I think it's because everything is just like you know, it's it's different. You know what I mean? Like by now we'd be like, okay, vacation's coming up, or have just taken a vacation. You know, like a little break. But there's no break. Yeah. What is your? So welcome everybody. How is everybody? Happy Friday. Happy episode 120. 120. Woo-hoo. Um. So what is your take on people that like have gone on like vacations to hotels, to pools, to 
Well, I've been one of those people, and I'm, I'm and we are going to be those people as no, well this upcoming no, weekend. No, we're not. No, we're not. What no. we're doing? No, what we're doing is very different. What's well, an Airbnb? No, what you did a couple of weeks ago, and what we're going to do for your birthday is six, seven close people who right. are going to a house, right, right, and staying at the house. Right. That's not the same thing as going to a hotel with hundreds of people True. Okay, and going okay. into a pool with hundreds of people. Okay, okay. It's no, not okay. the same thing. I see what you're because saying. Because that's no different than what you and I are doing. What we're going to do for your birthday. Is what we're doing now with a pool. Right. It's no different <laughs> that you write, yeah. you know? And even when we have been together, our friends as a group, you know... For us, that we're very on each other, yeah. we sort of social yeah, distance. We, like, have. we haven't like kissed each other or like, yeah, you like know, we were that, at a barbecue that, that, last weekend. Yeah, yeah, we were close, but not, you know, como es, junto, pero no Which right? is very difficult for us. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I see pictures and, and, and like, I don't like to be Debbie Downer because, right. you know, I, I, it's just not who I am. But I like in these past couple of weeks, I've seen people like, there was just some somebody I follow on Instagram that's a personal friend of our family that she was at some place in Marco Island and she was living at large and there was like you know two hundred people in the pool and I'm like, <laughs> I mean I get it but in all fairness you know if if they've lifted the restrictions in that area then I know but it's just so be it yo no tengo ganas de hacer nada. I'm I'm kind of with you like quiero pero no quiero because it's like I want to go do something because I want to go do something right I'm but tired it's of being like home. you go okay let's say that you went to do something because like I, I was even thinking you know how on like Labor Day we love to go to the Bonnet Creek in, that's right in, yes, um, in Orlando in Orlando and I as you know I like to go there and veg out for four or five do days on that lazy river on that lazy yeah, river yeah. I have been on that lazy river for, since from you know morning till sunset you Ooh, know which reminds me. When we're at the don't forget all of your floaties next weekend. Okay, yes. Okay. I'm reminding you on air. Okay. <laughs> um so pero es que uno va con una preocupación, you know, like you're you're kind of like on edge. But you're assuming that those people van con preocupación. That's the thing. Okay. But I'm saying they they're not because but, they're not they're not worried for whatever reason. You know, whatever. That, you know, just, am I making See, sense? But, no, no, no. I understand. I understand. Like, people aren't proceeding with caution. It's like, right. whatever. They're like, whatever. Right, because they don't believe it. Right. Whereas I already know five, six people personally that yes, have the coronavirus. Do. Like, yes, personally. Yeah. Um, did you see the economy numbers that came out today? I did not. The economy in this quarter... Okay. It went down, I think, 13%. It is the largest drop in American history. In history? In Even history. the Depression? Larger than the Great Depression and larger than the Great Recession. In one really? quarter. In one quarter, yeah. It was the, the largest drop. Wow, even bigger than the Depression. Yeah. Shit. I'm worried. Like, I really am. Like, I'm worried. I'm worried because people, st some people are still not taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. Um... No matter how many experts you have talking about it, um, it's become political and it's become... Which is the death knell for anything being taken right. seriously. It's become political. Right. So it's, you know, wear masks versus I'm not going to wear a mask. Um, but I would hope that, and go with me on this, I would hope that, I mean, the, the president has been seen wearing the mask now. So I would hope that maybe that would turn some opinions perhaps maybe i hope so but there's people who believe that th i have seen people's instagram mm -hmm. of people that i know mm -hmm. right that say that this is a conspiracy 
like from pharma companies and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I like I, as rational as I try to be, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's something that I can't find rationale in. Like I can't find a logic. Like it's a conspiracy in. to get money out of people for the tests. I don't know. Are they being as you know a couple of episodes back? Is this like John Galt? Like, <laughs> are the people that are dying and you know from coronavirus? Are they being sent somewhere? I mean, Antarctica. It's not really that cold. And <laughs> can you imagine? You go to Antarctica and it's like Hawaii. It's like a tropical paradise. What are you talking about? But but no, I'm worried about the economy. Like I, I'm. Well, everybody's worried about the economy. But after I saw those numbers tonight, today, and just before you got here that we started to record, I was watching on PBS a uh, Harvard uh, economist, mm -hmm. and he was saying that he doesn't see a, a, an end in sight. You know, he doesn't see an end in sight because he's like, you know, mm -hmm. numbers here have surged. Uh, there hasn't been a total lockdown of the country. Um, other countries that have had it have been successful or more successful. <laughs> right, comparatively. Um, but here they haven't for whatever reason they haven't. Mm -hmm. And now we're dealing with these numbers and who knows when a vaccine will come out. And even if it's a year, what's going to happen in a year? And the problem right. is unemployment claims keep going up. And there's not enough money the, to... to, to well, out. it's not even there's not enough money to pay them out. There is because right now they're you know the Democrats and the Republicans are fighting over either one trillion or three trillion you know stimulus plan. At that point, I, I mean, whatever. I mean, there is money, but it's not even about paying people out. It's about like how do you revive the economy? Right, right. Because people, most people, don't want to go out to it, because that's what I'm telling you, Mira. Like here, here in Miami. The restaurants that are open, you have to eat outside. I'm going to go to a tent. Did you see the tents that Versailles put up? No, I, I, I haven't seen Versailles, but I'm sure it's like everybody else's. Yeah. I mean, a, a tent. You know, so you may say, well, no, it's a restaurant by the beach or whatever. Right, right, That's right. breezy. But like in the middle of suburbia, con el calor que hay ahora, yeah. no. No, the, you, know, you do what you what you can and hope for the best, I guess. And, you know, the this economist that I was uh, reading, uh, watching, mm -hmm. um, talking about this from Harvard, he was saying how, you know, home prices haven't gone up. Home sales have gone down. Well, car sales have gone down. Um, obviously, the tourism <clears throat> is dead. Hospitality is dead. You know, the restaurant industry. I mean, entertainment venues. Yeah. I mean, concerts, baseball games. You know, none of it is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a very, very good friend of mine that he's a staffing manager for a big, you know, sports uh, team yeah, here yeah. in Florida. And he was saying, I'm worried because we're not, we're not hiring anybody. That's true. There's a hiring freeze. There's a hiring freeze. So, everybody, well, everybody has a hiring freeze. So even, what, do, what do I do? Even my company that's doing very well has a hire freeze. Yeah. So it's like one of these things that, you know, you can't overwhelm yourself too much thinking about it. No, you can't. But I just, I just, I, I get a little bit annoyed. And, you know, you know me, I don't like to dictate people on how they should live their life. You live your life however you want. But I just get a little bit annoyed at people that are like, living their best life without a care in the world and they're plastering it all over social media because it's like are you doing that out of defiance okay i just I, when I, you say I, living their best life and to what degree are we talking here what i was okay, saying okay, okay, people okay, okay. like okay. oh my god here i am partying and getting drunk and no sé qué, mm -hmm. you know with like a million people and it's like 
I don't know. Like, are you doing that out of defiance to show the world, you know, on social media, mm -hmm. like, fuck this, you know, right. I'm going to do what right. I want. Because it, again, it goes back to what I was telling you. Like, uno, like, uno no tiene ganas de hacer nada. Like, mm -hmm. you're just like, eh. you know, it's not the best time right now. Do I really want to go out like partying? You know, even if I can, even right. if I'm in a place that I can, you know, right. I don't know, but that's my doomsday. But that's okay because you're not having sex with demons. Oh my gosh. Did you see that <laughs> debacle and Madonna reposted <laughs> it? Okay. What the hell's going on with Madonna? I, listen, I don't, maybe, maybe she's having sex with demons. You know, because the thing about Madonna is that whether you like Madonna or not, I mean, I feel that Madonna's a very intelligent person. You know what I mean? Traditionally. Whether you think she's, <laughs> you know, whether you think she's controversial, whether you like her music or you don't like her music, whether you love her or hate her, you know, whatever. She's somebody who has proven time and time again to be very, very sharp and very, very intelligent. So what the hell is she doing Posting this type of stuff, knowing that she has such a big influence. So to give somebody, so I was saying, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back and, and you know talk about so, give some context. Um, so this week, right? This week, she there was this video that went viral that actually the president posted. Yeah, of Dr. Stella Emanuel, and See. actually it's funny because he posted it, and then afterwards they asked him about it, and he said something to the effect of like, "Oh well." You know, I just thought she had some good points, but like, I don't really know anything about her, which is like, that's the fundamental, like what you and I were saying. I mean, let's take it down to our level. How are you going to wear like a t-shirt of something without right. knowing what it's about? Like, yeah. you're just going to share something without knowing who this person is. Yeah. You know, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And <laughs> no, no. I mean, basically. <laughs> and tell us all the wonderful things that this pediatrician said. This doctor, went, uh, uh, according to just having to do with coronavirus, she says that she, first of all, she's a PCP. By her own admission, and right? That, uh, PCP is... A primary care physician. Okay, yeah, yeah she's right. a PCP. So she's, she's not an infectious disease right. specialist. She's also a preacher, by the way. She's a preacher? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she's not an infectious disease expert. You know what I mean? She's a PCP. Not that there's anything wrong with being a PCP, but, you know... The, <laughs> but right, right, right. She's not a specialist. You don't go to a cardiologist when you have a problem with your foot. You know? Right, right, exactly. Right? So, and she came... She was, I think, in front of the Supreme Court saying how... Um, Minister, sorry. Not a... Not how a she uh, has uh, treated 350... Uh, patients with COVID and she's given them hydroxychloride or whatever it's called, zinc and something else. And she's cured them all. And uh, she knows that that's a cure. And uh, for uh, the United States, for whatever interest, is not doing that and people are dying. And that, you know, and that uh, that is the cure. I'm also going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share another little nugget of joy that she said. Um, so she refers to herself as God's battle axe and weapon of war. Okay. And she claims that medical issues like endometriosis, cysts, infertility, and impotence are caused by sex with quote-unquote spirit husbands and quote-unquote spirit wives, a phenomenon described essentially as witches and, witches and demons having sexual intercourse with people in a dream world. They turn into a woman. This is a quote from her. I swear to God. Well, according to the outlet. They turn into a woman and then they sleep with the man and collect his sperm. Then they turn into a man and they sleep with the man and deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. They are responsible for serious gynecological problems. We call them all kinds of names. Endometriosis. We call them molar pregnancies. We call them fibroids. We call them cysts. And most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband. I wonder what course in medical school was that? Did they teach her that? 
I think uh, Professor McGonagall. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I'm, I wonder that they have that course not available. Even Ho- not even Hogwarts. Like Horse. John Hopkins, you know? Dude, University of Phoenix wouldn't even have that course. <laughs> well, you know, the president posts this, and then Madonna reposts the video. It gets taken down. Which is the only time that the president and Madonna have agreed on anything. It, they take it down. <laughs> she takes it down, or somebody no, took I it down. No, I think they they labeled it. Because they, that's the thing. Twitter... Right. They, it was labeled. Twitter it was and labeled, Facebook, I think. Now. And I saw it when it yeah. was labeled. But somebody took it oh, down. Oh, they took it down. Took it down. And then they it. reposted it. Okay. And she was saying how this woman is a hero. And I'm like, you know, again, Madonna. That's like when she, earlier in this whole pandemic, and, you know, I tend to defend her, you yes, know, yes. Um, earlier in this pandemic. <laughs> but she also called her out on her shit. Because she's full of shit. Not now. Siempre. Yeah. And when she was like in the... In the bathtub, in the naked, bath. saying, oh, coronavirus is a great, great equalizer. It's like, you know, maybe that is not the best right. situation. I know what she was saying. I know what she meant. But you have to think about how you deliver the message. And it's like, you know, these people need to shut up. You know, like, they need to shut up. That's like, again, I I, I may get some hate for this, but I'm just going to say it. But let me tell you, I, podcast at gmail.com. I have like a, re, you know how a really big problem with like Dr. Oz. Why? Because Dr. Oz. To me, he's Oz, so Dr., you No, know, because people watch Dr. Oz mm-hmm. and Dr. Oz is not a specialist. Like, and, and he, gives okay, all the, okay. he gives all this advice on all these different things. Like he's given advice on the coronavirus and it's like, you're not an infectious disease doctor. Why are you weighing doctor? Has he had, has he had experts on? I'm, I'm genuinely no, asking. No, him, him speaking. Right, right. But I'm wondering if maybe like on his staff, he does have. But that's not the point. He's not an infectious disease doctor. He shouldn't be talking about that because if you're giving, if you're giving medical advice and medical opinion. From somebody else, then talk, brings that person on right. your show, okay. Okay. right? That's like if I were to give somebody else's legal advice. Well, you know, so and so says this, right? No, that's not what you do, right? The same with Doctor Phil and uh, Doctor Drew, which I even like Doctor Drew, but I think with all the, all Doctor Drew and Doctor Phil have been very opinionated about the coronavirus. Well, doc- and Doctor Drew, I, what was his specialty in? Because I, I heard an interview with him the other day, and he actually has like a specialty in like. But there, it's not an infectious disease, right? Right. This is a very you know terrible like disease that no, you know we know very little about. Right. We're still no in something that is not your field. You know, this is even the infectious disease doctors don't know don't about you know it. are spinning their heads around, around right out. with this. So it's like no matter like cuchareta for the sake of you know the spotlight. So whatever. But how is everybody doing? <laughs> Ay, the spotlight, the spotlight, the spotlight, the spotlight. Oh my God. So, okay. Did you hear this story? This is going to be like a, a, a wacky like story. It's not coronavirus related, but when I read it, I was like, okay, we need to bring this up. Did you hear about the Ukrainian president? Uh, no. This, okay. This happened a couple weeks ago. So there was, um, I, you know, a terrorist, a, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. took a bus, uh, uh, 13 people. He hijacked the bus, took 13 people hostage. The Ukrainian president was able to get him to let them go by giving in to his demands. Do you know what his demands were? I don't know. KFC? Take, 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 I'm going to give you three guesses. That's your first one. KFC? No. Is it food related? It is not food related. Is it entertainment related? Sort of. Did he want to see concert footage of Whitney Houston? If it had been um, Osama, Osama bin, bin Laden, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, this is your last guess. Did he want to see some type of acrobatic show? No. Porn? What he wanted was for the president to post a video on Facebook urging people to watch a vegan documentary called Earthlings starring Joaquin Phoenix. I could see that. I thought you were going to say <laughs> that he wanted him to go live on television and do a pig. No, 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 no. It's not Black Mirror. It's yes. not Black Mirror. No, but like, oh yeah, the guy like lobbed a grenade out of the vehicle. He fired twice at officers. It was a 12-hour standoff. That's like, not I a mean, bad demand. It's That's crazy, but it's it's just funny to me that it's just like of all the things that he could have asked for, it's just like, I want you to watch vegan documentary starring Joaquin Phoenix, Academy Award winner for Joker. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad. Well, I'm mad that he, you know, took, <laughs> took the people hostage, but I'm not mad at that demand. I'm not mad at the, you know, minus the hostage situation. Right, right. <laughs> he could have asked for worse, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he didn't ask for money. He just asked for a documentary. He asked for a documentary. And not even, like, to make people watch it, just to tell them you should watch it. Yeah. He was just being, you know, considerate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of documentaries, we need something else to come out like Tiger King. Yeah. Walter Mercado didn't, Actually, didn't scratch that itch. I mean, well, it, it, it did, but it was it's a very different animal. No pun yes, intended. Yes, no, pun no intended. The, the, the Walter Mercado documentary, as much as we loved it, it was... It was an endearing documentary. Right, right, right. It was a love right. letter. Right. It was like a, a love letter to what to make yeah, yeah, It wasn't yeah. controversial. Right. right. I don't think we there's a love letter. We need something that will finish what. You know what? Did you hear that Carol Baskin got his zoo, right? Yes, I did. I did. And it's. You know, you know what I want another? I want another fire festival. That one was great. <sighs> right now, we can't. I don't think we no, can. No, but I want that type festival. of documentary. Oh, that type of just like. Yes. Like, you, you want Andy? Yeah. Willing, that, willing to go, you know. To go, de- to go do some things for water bottles. For water. And it was Avion Water. I mean, if, it, if you're going to do that, let Madonna it be for did Avion. set the bar. Yeah. She did. Well, going back to <laughs> You know, something like the Fire Festival. Because that was amazing. Hi, Fire Festival. You know, the more we, the further we get into this pandemic, the more I realize that's how people fall for a Fire Festival. Make the connection? Because people will believe anything. Oh, yeah. If you throw it on, on you know, Instagram or as an influencer thing, yeah. right? So it's one of those things where it's like, the further we get away from it, because at first I was kind of like, I, how could people fall for it? How could people go? And I'm like, no, no, I, I get it now. People don't ask questions. I get it. I get it. People don't ask questions at all. They don't. I lo que, you know, a lo que sea. Oh, Lord. Actually, on the topic of don't ask questions, this is... It's, it's a nice thing, but um, it does have to do with memes. Have you noticed that lately women have been posting the black and white pictures of themselves on Instagram? <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you know why they've been doing it? Uh, in solidarity. Mm-hmm. Of what? <laughs> there's there's so woman. much solidarity out there I... now. Okay. So I actually found out. Um, I went down a rabbit hole yesterday. And it actually has ties to the mistreatment and femicides uh, happening in Turkey. Oh, Okay. There's a lot of problems going on in Turkey. I mean, they're, the president of Turkey is like one hair away from being a fascist, but let's go on. So, yeah. Um, so, Turkey is one of the top countries when it comes to... Fe- I mean, I'm literally reading this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. T- one of the top countries when it comes to femicides. In 2019 alone, they had 500 recorded femicides. Most of them are actually unrecorded, so they don't even know how many. 
What are you chuckling at? I'm just laughing at how many people have done that. They probably don't even know where Turkey is on a map. But go ahead. This is true. Um, so the government and the justice system does like little to nothing to, to stop the crimes. People who do get caught are barely charged with a slap on the wrist. So the whole reason this started is because Turkish people wake up every day to see a black and white photo of a woman who's been murdered on their Instagram feed, on their newspapers, or on their TV screens. So... You know, the black and white photo challenge was a way for women to raise their voice, to stand in solidarity, like you said, to the women that have been lost to femicide in Turkey. Um, you know, basically, it could be your picture one day. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I don't think many people even know that that's what it's about. I mean, I didn't know about it. Was, was I don't think most people yesterday. do because most people are just saying challenge accepted. Right, challenge accepted. And it's like, here's a picture of me, like, you know, eating a watermelon. Yeah, like, in you black know, and white. In black and white. There's and no... There's no context. There's no, not at all. There's no background on it. Not and, at all. I and mean, it's, it, I think it's very ineffective. And that's why. That's why. Because people just tend to do things to, to do it. Like, I, I remember seeing this already for like about, what, a week and a half, two weeks maybe this challenge has been going on. And I was like, I mean, I like seeing black and white pictures of ladies I know. It's, it's just going to be effective, as effective as Coney 2012. I hope it's more ALS challenge than Coney 2012. <laughs> do you remember Coney 2012? I do. Does anybody else remember Coney 2012? Oh, every, we were going to catch Coney. Yeah, and then the guy who started the Coney hashtag got caught running naked in the streets of Los Angeles. He had lost his mind. Well, you know. He, couldn't, he, hadn't, he hadn't caught Coney. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day that I showed the Coney Coney Twelve documentary to my parents. Oh, I never. So yeah, for I think the, I even saw that documentary. For, the, for those who don't you remember Coney Twenty Twelve, it wasn't a documentary. It was like um. What was documentary? It was like a short video yeah, right. that came out about this guy Coney, who he was like terrible. Like, he was like an African warlord. A warlord. He was involved in human trafficking and you know uh, child wars, soldiers. Chi- and, yes, yeah. child. Um, Trafficking, uh, child abuse, uh, child trafficking, human yeah. trafficking. Name it, Coney. The worst Coney of was the involved. worst. This was and not Coney Island. There was this campaign, and most people didn't know who he was. So there was this video that went viral, and it it was I think it was one of like the first, not the first video to go viral, but one of like the first videos that like I can causes. think of, right? That went viral with a cause, yeah, yeah, right. That on a certain date, people around the world were going to post pictures of Coney. So he could be recognized. So he could be caught. And exactly, caught, exactly. right? But then, as you said, the guy... Um, the guy who, who created the documentary. Who created the documentary. Um, I mean, he had mental, he had mental issues, yeah. clearly. But he was arrested. Actually, I don't even know if there were mental issues or if he was high. I don't know if it was substance or... I don't or, know. Or, or what mental. I do know is that when I was showing my parents the Coney documentary, I don't know if it was like... After the Coney documentary peaked or whatever but i do know that the day that i showed them the coney documentary that they were all like whatever i then showed them like a good hour of compilation videos of the harlem shake <laughs> like, terrorita. like to wash their mouth out of you know like to, to wash the taste out of the coney the harlem shake was so good it was fun it was so good was my fun. favorite harlem shake video we would do one now if it was a thing though. my favorite harlem shake video was the one of the washing machines where they put a brick in a washing machine. Oh, and then it just like... Bah! And it disintegrated. <laughs> but it disintegrated to the the beat and the melody of the, the Harlem music. Shake. It was amazing. How did that even start? I don't know. How did the, the Harlem Shake... The Harlem Shake... Because it's a song that nobody knew. It's not like it was a popular song. Don't like with Drake. It, 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 you know, it's, it's not like with the Drake challenge, right? right. This song that nobody knew. 
And for some reason, everybody decided to do that challenge where it was like you would stay still and then after the beat dropped, you would start like just wow. going crazy. We were just talking about Coney 2012 and human trafficking and then the Harlem Shake. Like, I mean, really. We're very diverse, <laughs> well-rounded people. Yeah, but you know. There's nothing to it. Other we were going to bring Coney down. I wonder if Coney's even still around now. I don't know because we, we haven't we, heard. We haven't heard. We haven't heard Coney 2020. Oh, maybe the COVID got him. The COVID? La Corona. La Corona. La Corona. I don't know. I just... Oh, speaking of um, <laughs> catastrophes. ¿Oíste lo que dijo el presidente esta semana? I mean, I haven't. He uh, tweeted I, that, I you know, he's so, very but... concerned about the mail-in fraud and that, you know, the election... Oh, good, because I have a question for you about that. That the okay. election should be moved. It should to be when? postponed. No, sweetheart. No, because that's yeah. how we get dictators. Yeah. And you know I think it's great? I'm sure that his people think that's great. They go, yeah, of course. Of course it should be postponed. I'm sure that people that no, are like No, because if you don't believe in if you don't believe it's real, then what's the harm? Right, but none of this is <laughs> none of this matters. Makes sense. None of this matters. None of this matters. Question for you. Deeming. Um, what he posted, I know that there's absentee ballots, right? Yes. Or, or mail-in ballots. But he posted that like, oh, using some other type of ballots as opposed to the absentee ballot. No, there's there's mail-in ballots and there's uh-huh. absentee ballots. Oh, there's two okay. different things. Okay. There's two different things and they're counted differently for two different reasons. What he's talking about are, are mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots are just that for people who don't want to go to a poll. They've Okay, um, got it. They've... Um, They've always been used. There's never been it's a... It's nothing new. It's nothing new. Um, a lot of times celebrities... Do vote, that so that they don't uh, have to... A mail-in ballot. Right. But they're not the same thing because people get them confused. Okay, so, so that's that. The that's, that's the mail-in. An absentee ballot is when you cannot vote in your home state. For example, in the, when the 20... Okay. Uh, so it's like you're living abroad. When I lived in Michigan, I voted absentee in Florida. Because I couldn't vote in Michigan. Got so it. I voted absentee in Florida. And absentee ballots are are counted only if there's a certain margin. So if there's like an X percent. Right, they're counted. Okay. Otherwise, they're not. Whereas mail-in ballots are counted. They are counted. They are counted. The mail-in okay. ballot simply is that you are not going to the poll that day, to your precinct. And you're mailing okay. it in. Would you do a mail-in? No. No, I wouldn't do it simply because I like to go vote. I like to stand in line. I like to go. I like the process. And I went to vote during the primary, and the primary, they, were, they already had COVID. They were doing uh, distancing and all that? Yeah. I'm, they, no, I'm, I'm asking. No, I, yeah, I they, the they were. I'm independent. Well, no, where I go vote, which is at my elementary school. Oh, okay, yeah. A, always, they've always had... Uh, I don't know if it's six feet, but they've always had a significant amount of space between True. one booth no, and No, no, see, but I'm talking about the line. Sorry. Not, and in not the, the line, in that precinct, not a lot of people go. Oh, okay, um, okay. So when I went, there was nobody in line. There were people inside, but there's nobody in line. So let's say that mm-hmm. for the presidential election, there are probably going to be more. more people, right? um, I'm sure they'll probably... Figure something out. Let's figure something out in terms of social distancing. I, I like to go vote. Likewise, I feel likewise. I, I, there's very, something there's something empowering about yes, you about know, showing up. Duty. I like getting the sticker. Me, you me know, too. I I like all that. Um, I, it's funny because my first election that I voted was 1996. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. But da, I had you just were, turned 18. Because you were 18 before, uh, before me. Yeah. I just like days, <laughs> like it literally days. That's true. In October, yes. you're right. Have Aaron told me the whole story? No. About where I vote, and no. the whole thing with me being a Democrat. Okay, so I vote at my elementary school's precinct, yeah. right? So my parents still live in the same house I grew up in, which is you know in well, it, it, Westchester, yeah. which is an overwhelmingly Cuban. Republican and Cuban right. and conservative um, neighborhood. Neighborhood. I have always, always identified as a, a Democrat I, since I was 18 years old. I um, registered as a Democrat always, always. Okay. Everybody in my family is a Republican. So when you go to my precinct, in the last like, couple of elections, they, they don't have it that way anymore. They, like, I guess, you know, digital, you know, made they it. They modernized. Like, yeah, they modernized it. But forever, mm. they would have binders. Right, because this is not a big precinct, so you're not talking okay. about tens of thousands of people, right? right? A couple hundred. Yeah. They would have binders, mm-hmm. and the binders were um, uh, <laughs> separated by political party, right? So, in in the binder, and what was in the binder? In the binder was like your voter like ID. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That's okay, where okay. they okay. need to like then get that sticker and like, put it on the like ballot, sign you off, okay. right? Okay. So, you know, I would give my ID, of course, and then they would automatically. Go to the binder that, you know, go to the Republican section and they have like Borges Diane, Borges Roberto, Borges Roger, Borges, you know, Borges. <laughs> Every one of their mother. Every Borges, 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 Borges. Except me. And I would always have to be like, uh, and of course the Republican binder was like 8,000 pages. Like 20 binders. Right. You know those big, right. thick right. binders? It was like 20 of them. And then, you know, the Democrat was one a was like a lonely little folder. <laughs> it was like a manila folder. And I would just be like, because you know it's very automatic. I'll be just like, no, no, no. You look at the folder. I'm in the folder. I'm not in the big I'm, one. I'm, I'm not, not in the big, big one. I'm not in the big one with the rest of my family. <laughs> And I remember one time, you know, they're not supposed to say anything. Right. One time a lady even told me to me, she's like, I mijo, Herrada, you're the black sheep. And I go, yep, <laughs> yep. I'm, because I was like, it happens every time. Like, I, they would go and check in the binders, you know, because the binders are by alphabetical right, order. Right, right, right. So they'd be like, oh, I see Borges Roberto, Borges Roger, Borges 14 Sylvia, people later. Borges this. I'm like, I'm not there. I'm in that folder over there with three names. 
I'm one of the three. And my last name starts with a B, so I'm, I'm the, the first, first one. one. <laughs> the first one. Unless there's an Alvarez that, that they registered. They would open the lonely Democrat folder with like three names of like the three Democrats <laughs> that live in the precinct. You guys had meetings every Tuesday. <laughs> Those were the good old days. <laughs> oh, the good old days. The days of binders and folders. No, but all you know. Thankfully, a lot of Republicans have come out and been like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you can't do that." You know, only Congress can change an election, and there has never been a change in the election in the two hundred and forty-four years that this country has. Existed. We voted in a civil war. Yes, yes, <laughs> we have voted in the worst of times. It, so it was the best of times. It was so, the worst of times. So before people that you know are pro-Trump, right. you know, start being like, "Well, you know." You know, because I'm sure that a certain follower that we have, you know, will find a way of being like... But again, to your point of earlier, where it's just like, you know, it's like, espérate, espérate. O te pena o te papelia, because it's like, okay, wait. Is it is COVID real or is it fake? Because if it's fake, then you don't mind going to vote. Right, but you know, this is a type <laughs> of situation where, and it's not even, I don't even, even see it from a political lens mm-hmm. of whether you like Trump or not. Because I, I would think that even if I was a Trump supporter, I would gauge and understand that postponing an ind- election indefinitely right, is because a there's very, no date attached. very, very dangerous thing. Because it's not like, well, no, you're postponing the election a week. A week. You're postponing the, alleg- the, the election. Until we can figure it out. Allegedly, because there's a pandemic. Right. We don't know when this is going to end. Right. Right. So I would, I, that's, even that's if like I was a Trump easiest... supporter, would, would gauge and, again, rationalize that this has never happened in the history of our country. That's the easiest way you find yourself with a dictatorship. Right, ever. And this is something very, 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 very dangerous. Like, n- very dangerous. So, you know what's really interesting? So, so this is kind of like a little kicker, right? Oh God. So, <clears throat> because, again, people talk out of their ass. People go to Facebook and Instagram University, and they have a degree in meme. <laughs> <laughs> A degree ah. in meme. And then they base political opinions and, you know, political fights on a, on a meme. meme. And they will, you know... A, a la muerte. A la muerte. On a with meme. what a meme says. Mind you, they don't know who wrote the meme, where the meme came from, what they, the meme they says. They can't be bothered to research. Right. But the meme says what they think they want to say, right? Right. So, do you know what would happen if, if Trump, let's say, come the election, Trump does not peacefully... Doesn't concede. Doesn't concede. If, if he loses. And if, if he loses, he doesn't concede. It is proven that the election was fair because then there would have to be a review. If he doesn't concede, there would have to be a review of the election and the Supreme Court will be involved. And then okay. once the Supreme Court and Congress signs off that, yeah, the selection was fine. If right. he doesn't technically leave the White House, hmm. he's like, I'm not giving up the presidency. If he doesn't have a Pelosi becomes president. Pelosi becomes at least, president. At least in the interim. <laughs> yes. So basically, it's a lose-lose so for him. So you're not winning. It's a lose-lose, my friend. It's a lose-lose. The Speaker of the House becomes, becomes president. interim president. Interim, yeah. so, so it's like, I would love to tell those, his people that. But, but you know, I give credit where credit is due. I give credit to many Republicans, including Lindsey Graham, who have come really? out. Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. Mitch out, McConnell? They came out and said that no. Ask Licky Mitch McConnell? No, that we are having the election. So I give them credit. Then don't say I don't give credit to Republicans. <laughs> I give them credit 
where credit is due, right. that they came out and shut this nonsense down. Because you know what happens. If they don't say a word, this is going to get, you know... Yeah, it, it, it gains traction. Yeah, it gains traction. It gains traction. And he'll tweet it again. And, yeah. you know, and before you know it, his people will be out like, cancel the election. Right. Cancel the election. COVID's not real, but cancel the election. Can't, COVID is not real. It's right. a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy. Cancel, cancel the, the election. election. Right. right. So right. I give them credit that they stepped up and other Republicans did. And they're like, uh, yeah, no. Like, no, <laughs> mi amor. No, mi amor. Not quite. <laughs> I speaking of credit, completely uh, same topic. Uh, congratulations goes out to former, you know, a guest of the show, friend of the show, Harvey Guillang, and the cast of What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows got nominated for Best Comedy Series at the Emmys. Yay! This week, so just wanted to toss that out there. Just you know, you know, it's funny. I didn't even know the Emmy nominations were coming out this. Me week. neither. Um, you know what I thought was really funny? Remember a couple of weeks ago that you and I were like, he should have been nominated. That we, you and I were story. like. Zendaya's overrated. <laughs> like, what's what is it? I I don't particularly dislike Zendaya. I don't. I just don't get I it. I just think I don't that get the, media the fever. It's like oh Zendaya's and I'm like I don't get the Zendaya I'm like, fever. Zendaya. Like yeah, if she does a great role or does something, I'll be the first one to be like awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome for her. She's a cute girl, you know. Um, she she is yeah. talented. I mean, but but if you wouldn't know her career trajectory, you, you would, would think, think she's Meryl Streep. Yes, right, right. right. <laughs> I found out that first the Emmy nominations were in and that B, she was nominated, nominated for Euphoria because every single entertainment led Instagram is yeah, led with that. Zendaya nominated first time ever, people. US Weekly, Zendaya nominated for first time ever, you know, right. whatever. Cosmopolitan Zendaya. I don't even subscribe to these feeds, <laughs> and there they were. Like, I, when I opened up my Instagram in the main page, it's like, why do I have Zendaya everywhere? Like, I, I don't get la gente. Latina, like their love of Zendaya, I don't get it. She's whatever. I mean, and like I want to make it very she's clear, she's no more or less I'm, talented I'm not, than anybody I'm out not there. Hating on her, I'm I, just, I'm, I don't get it. I'm not hating her, and you know what? I'm happy for anybody's success. But again, if you read entertainment outlets, you think that she is like the, like the, the next, the world's the, biggest star. Baya. Streep, Streisand, Garland, like everybody rolls like into the one. Greatest, like. Top yeah. star, like the top by her that her box office draw must be like you know gajillions. Yeah, I didn't even know that she was in that show Euphoria. I haven't seen that show. I haven't seen that show because to me that show is just one more of these like you know, oh my god, look at modern teenage life, and it's like no, that's not modern. Have you seen three sixty five? The one about the guy who kidnaps the woman and then yes. she falls in love with him through sexual Stockholm syndrome. Oh my gosh. Hey everyone, this is DJ. How is everybody doing? Well, I have some great news for you guys. I'm here to tell you about Manscaped because let's face it, con el calor que hay, the last thing we want is to be bushy below the belt, right? And as you guys know, we've been telling you of how much we love Manscaped and their products. Their lawnmower 3.0 has been a godsend when you live in Miami, the birthplace, you know, of humidity, the center of humidity. Uh, and now they're helping us groom areas everyone can see too. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit is the perfect add-on to their Perfect Package Hair Trimmer Kit. Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit has four stainless steel tools, slash tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, nail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Come on, it's flip-flop seasons. Let those talents under control, guys, because you know how bad that could be. 
And you know that we're going to give you a promo code. So our use our promo code BETO20 and it gets you 20% off and free shipping and handling. That's right. 20% off with code BETO20 means you could get the perfect package 3.0 kit featuring the lawnmower 3.0 and toss in the Shears 2.0 as well. Not enough savings? Está bien. For a limited time, if you subscribe for the Razor replacement plan, you can also get a free travel bag and their comfortable and chafe-reducing Manscaped boxer briefs, which, by the way, I use all the time and are awesome underwear. Bueno, a ver, 20% discount, free gifts, clean nails, and trimmed, you know what, sounds like a hell of a bargain. So what are you waiting for, guys? Visit manscaped.com and use promo code PEDO20 today. I haven't it's, seen it, but I. It's not a movie. It's softcore porn. <laughs> those people are not acting. Those people are having sex. <laughs> it's like Red Shoe Diaries type. What? Like Red Shoe Diaries. I've never seen that. Like those late night Skinamax movies. Well, no, because I think that those movies were supposed to be risque and like. Well, not that this isn't. But but that's what I'm saying. Is it's like that. I mean, like, this is a, a, an actual movie. Yeah, but those well, those were movies too. I mean, theoretically. <laughs> Right, but it's name. not like a, right, but I mean, this is an actual movie that's based on a book. It's yes, based yes, on yes, a, yes, on a yeah. trilogy. Yeah. So it's just that, yeah, the sex scenes were like. I haven't seen the movie, but I do kind of have an issue that, it, and you saw the movie, so correct me if I'm wrong. No. Does it? it, it it's that. No, I just Keaton. saw the. Oh, you didn't see the movie? No, I just fast forward to the scenes. Go, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, so you were just looking for a little spank bank material? No, I was just curious. I was doing research. Oh, okay, okay. The things we do for this show. Yes. Um, no, because based on the synopsis of the plot logline that I've read on Netflix, is that like he kidnaps her? He kidnaps her, yeah. Because he, and then the thing is that he, she is so supposed we're supposed to, fall, to. She's supposed to fall in love with him with in a year, five days. Yes, right. Do you know what Rainy has a Rotten Tomato? Why does he kidnap her? Is my question. Because he likes her. So basically, this is a movie that is glorifying. Yeah, that's why the movie's yeah. been controversial. Kidnapped. Yeah, okay. do you know what it, what it rating has in Rotten Tomatoes? Can they give negative ratings? It has a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Showgirls has a higher rating than that. Well, no, but I'm saying. Okay, so you know what I saw this week that I haven't seen in a long time, and I think that you and I should rewatch it. I saw Glitter. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. You know what? <laughs> This is a re- reassessment of glitter. Justice for glitter. Justice for glitter. I'm not going to say it's a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But with that said. But there are parts of that movie that I think from a cine- cinematography or cin- cinematic uh-huh, uh-huh. angle are not bad. Like the club scenes in that movie are, good. are actually really good. They're really well done. They're very well done with like the, you know, because it was supposed to be New York City in the early 80s. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. from like the costumes that people would wear right. to like the dancers on like the little yeah. podium. Back when people wore silver streaks on their bodies. Right. Like right. there are some shots in that movie that were really good. And. But I don't think the problem with that movie was that it looked cheap. And the acting is not good by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I can nobody in that movie is an actor except for Terrence Howard. It's not. It's not good, but I've seen worse. I've seen worse by actors, right? True. Right? I just think that... I think the main foundational problem with that movie... And, you know, of course, because she was the star. It was her star vehicle, Mariah's... Mariah Carey's star vehicle. She gets the weight for it. Was the character development, which you and I have talked about this before. You don't really care for any of the characters in that movie. You don't care for her. Like, you know, she was... You know, she was 
abandoned by her mother. She's an orphan. Okay, she's fine. an orphan. She was abandoned by her mother, and at the end, she meets up with her mother just because you're because not, they need an ending. You're not really like happy or sad that that happened because they've never built up any type of right. He gets killed. You oh, feel that, nothing. For, oh my god, I forgot about that. You get nothing. You feel nothing when Terrence Howard kills him. You know, you the characters just not developed. Like the. So you don't feel anything for any of the characters. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there because I feel that if you watch Glitter and you don't feel something stirring inside of you, along with Mariah when she, as Billy Frank, <laughs> is seduced by the marimba. Oh, yeah. You're just not alive. You're, you're, you're just not alive. You're not alive. <laughs> you know where I would like to know this totally side? In the like museum of the Cuban diaspora, <laughs> where's the marimba? <laughs> Where marimberos as in drug dealers? Yes, yes. Where did they get that name from? Because un marimbero would be this. somebody who plays, who plays a marimba, marimba, right? Okay, so I don't know the origin, but I'm gonna take a stab at it. Oh boy. I'm going to take a stab at it. So, marimberos are people who play la marimba, meaning that they're musicians. Musicians travel. When you're dealing drugs, you have to travel. You have to transport the drug from one place to the other. So, probably, who the hell's going to look inside of a marimba? They're going to look inside a, a un congo because it's big. So, you know, there's a lot of space there. But if you space everything out under a marimba, nobody's going to check. No, we would know that. If that was the real reason, we would know that. Okay, but give me credit. That was pretty good for, that was pretty for, good. for, for, for coming up with that was the pretty fly. good. Yeah. That is but a really good question. Yes. So can we go to, <laughs> to the museum of the Cuban diaspora? And uh, where does it get, where does it get its name from? I'm sure you know what we should Wikipedia at some point. Just remind me. Do you think that will be on Wikipedia? <laughs> Do you have a better starting point? No, because the thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you look up like the drug the drug traffic wars of the early 80s <laughs> between the Cubans and Colombians that, you know, staged here in Miami, the whole Coke Cocaine, Cocaine Cowboys, Cowboys thing, they're not going to necessarily refer to Cubans as marimberos. That's, that's slang. Right. That's, that's slang. Cuban that's slang. just yeah. what everybody used to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a marimbero. Right. Right? So, I don't know. Where did it come from? Let's find one. Listeners, do any of you know former Marimberos who we can perhaps ask? I don't think Marimberos knew either. I just think they were labeled that. Oh, that's horrible not to know why you're being called something. Yeah. I remember the day of the Marimberos. We were kids, but I very well remember See, them. I, okay, so I don't remember it per se, but I do remember that there were some like, not friends of the family, but it's one of those like, you know, fulano conoce fulano or whatever. And oh like, my gosh, we knew so many people. We, that would have like, they would have like, you know, kids parties or whatever. And like, so like, you know, you knew the kid, but we would never go to the parties because, you know, esa casa no se puede ir. Like that type of thing. Um, yeah. Like, I remember my brother, like friends of his from school, like. That, you know, when my parents would start meeting the people, you know, like the yeah, parents right, would be right. like, oh, you have a mansion. Mom is a stay-at-home wife. And like... You have 18 dad, horses. Dad uh, is like, like a mechanic. Like, sure. And, and <laughs> sure, have, Jan. Y todo el mundo tenía una casa en los Cayo. Well, of course. Going with a boat and a Cadillac. And a Cadillac. Yes. Right? It had to be a Cadillac. Yeah. Right? Y una cadena bien grande. Well, Jose knew a girl in school that... Um, I think her father went to jail... And her like four or five people that went to jail. And her mother, they killed her when she was at La Peluqueria. Oh. Yeah. This is a girl like 
I grew up without parents. I think she went to go with her grandparents or something. But yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible time. Yeah. No, but I, I, I very much remember like my parents in my family. Not to like make my family sound like a saint or better than everybody. In my family, there were none that I know of. None. There were none. These were people that we knew like third parties. Like right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like. like, like friends of a friend or oh you know fulano right it's like, fulano all of a sudden bought a boat and a house in the keys and you know right gente que conocías like and they're going you, to they're going to bimini a lot right like, you would say se like, you know never been to bimini you've never been to bimini i've never been to bimini it's 55 miles away well cuba's 90 never been there either well <laughs> well this is closer <laughs> it's almost halfway i've never been to bimini <clears throat> oh my gosh do you know it's the first time we went to the bahamas my family did you go on a sea escape? Of course, to Freeport Bahamas <laughs> on the sea on the Scandinavian song. I even remember the name of the the thing. I remember that was the first cruise we ever went on. It was the first cruise everybody ever went on yeah, here. It in Miami. was very like no, I'm in a crucero. De un día, pero bueno. De un día, pero en un crucero. Un crucero. Like I remember, like we bought clothes for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss cruises. I was supposed to go on a cruise this year. I, I miss Sea Escape. <laughs> Let Sea Escape take you on a day cruise. You know, I'm sure with the way things are going, we could probably buy a ship from Carnival and Carnival start the Sea Escape again. <laughs> Do you remember when Sea Escape changed their song? Their song? It used to be Let Sea Escape take you on a day cruise. Wait, come on and see escape. Come, come on, on and see escape. escape. No. no. Do you remember Discovery? Mm-hmm. I remember them, but I don't remember any of their jingles. Go Discovery, Seras Felix, Discovery Cruise Lines, oh, no, Discovery know. Cruise Lines. No, I, don't, I know Discovery, but I don't remember any of their. their I don't remember all the jingles. That's like NCL in the early '90s. Was in el mar, la, la vida, vida es más sabrosa. En yeah. un crucero de NCL, disfruta más. <laughs> this is great. This is and then, great. of course, Carnival was in the morning, well, in the evening. Hey, we got fun. Oh, Regis. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years 30 years I knew there was something I wanted to there, talk about I, I, it was I, the minute that you said it that you started singing I was like oh, we have to talk about this yes <laughs> yes which by the way when you found out that he passed away isn't the first thing you thought about Kathy, Kathy Lee, Lee. Yeah. yeah is Joyce still around his wife yeah yeah Oh. Um, you know what was great about him was that he I mean I thought about this even before Kathy Lee said it or other people said it because I mean it, it's just one of those things that when you stop and you think of his legacy it's mm-hmm. obvious he is somebody that everybody loved no matter yeah. who you were what race what color Gaia what economic and everybody loved Regis Philman and he never had any type of controversy no that's true he was true. like a total class act yeah, because even in the, even in the heyday, in the heyday of live with Regis and Kathy Lee, that you know she was caught up in her in her scandal with you know the um, the sweatshop and the tabloids would try to make it that they you know were in fights and that they hated each other yeah. and blah, blah blah like it never, I feel like it never stuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people never believed it. There was it. never anything negative about him. Never, no, and no. just everybody enjoyed him. And he holds the record for the most time on television, 17,000 hours. Really? Yeah. More than Betty White. Yeah, because I guess he... Because Betty White's been on TV since like 1950-something. But but, right, but I mean, just in live alone, he hosted live for like, what, 30 years? And it was five days a week. And it was five days a week, an hour. Yeah, that's true. I mean... See, see, that's true. Plus, you know, the fact that he had been doing this since like 1940. Yeah, Betty White probably has like the most... 
years in the industry or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, active. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that, that was a sad one. Yeah. Because and it also came out of nowhere. I mean, I know that he wasn't a spring chicken, but I can't say I was thinking about his mortality. It's not like he heard because he was you're, sick. You're, you know or what? Anything. I, I I think about Betty White's mortality. Better like three weeks ago he did uh because they brought back Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on ABC with uh-huh. Jimmy Kimmel. And they did like, you know, a little preview special. And he came out. Right. And yo lo vi I mean viejito, pero bueno. Yeah. Like I think of Betty White's mortality. Like I'm like, okay, Betty White is like ninety eight, you know, like I know people are making it to 110 nowadays. Well, Olivia de Havilland passed away at 104 the other yeah, day. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I know people make it really far these days, but oh my gosh. It's, but it's him, right there. I hadn't thought about him in that way yet. I was like, oh, he's not even 90. He's 88. You know? I thought of him as old, but I didn't think of an age. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you, you, he wasn't so... Again, you weren't thinking so much of his mortality because he's always there. He was always on TV. And he was always had the same like zippy personality. Yes, yes. You know? But you know, that that was like... That's a sad one to see go. Yeah. That's a sad one. It's funny because sometimes, you know, these celebrities or public figures pass away and, and some, you know, hurt more than others for, you know, for you, depending on what you're into. But then some like him, he was just such a constant... Like presence, he was always. I mean, oh yeah, for the forty years of my life, yeah. I, I, that, since I know about life, Reese yeah. Philbin has been there. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Kathy Lee. I love Kathy Lee. I fucking love Kathy Lee. I, I love. I love. I've told you this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show. I love. I used to watch Kathy Lee now in the mornings on the Today Show with uh, Hoda, the fourth hour. And I love that Kathy Lee. You know, yeah, she was in her sixties. She's been doing this a really long time. She, she didn't need to impress anybody. Had no fucks to give. She had no fucks to give. No filter. Ella decía lo que le daba la gana. <laughs> That I'd, at times I'd be like, aren't you like a Christian woman? <laughs> like, I'm like, your Christianity went out the window. <laughs> Listen, you can have your faith and still, you know, yeah. be a, a, a sassy, a sassy dame. Yeah, but she... One of my favorite things in the world of her was when she was on the fourth hour, that when she would do the, the contest, that when people would lose... Uh-huh. On the, like, on the street, she'd they pull would, them. They'd win her CD. they get her CD. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, you lost. Here's a CD. Here's, Here's my, a CD. My, a CD of my music. Yeah, like, my Christmas CD. But that was great. Like, you yeah. know, a sense of humor. And that's, I think, it, it, her and Regis had that sensibility of, like, mocking themselves. You know what I mean? Like, you can't take yourself too seriously. It's, mm-hmm. you, you know, to quote Jerry Halliwell, you know, right? Um, it's important not to, it's important to learn to laugh at ourselves. You have to, especially if you're going to do a live show. It's so funny because, like, he was with... Kelly Ripa for 12 years. And so almost as long as he was with... Kathy Lee was what, 15? 15. And I, I love Kelly Ripa. Nothing yeah, nothing against Kelly Ripa. But it wasn't the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I feel because him and Kathy Lee, although they were not... That great chemistry. Just like you and I. They, exactly. They had they were not the same age, but they felt more contemporaries. Yes. Whereas by the time he was paired with, with Kelly... Yeah, he had grandchildren. Kelly was, you know, just starting to have kids. She was like in her twenties, <laughs> right? Like the age gap was very, very big, and so even though there was an age gap between Kathy Lee and Regis, but it was different. Because it was a different time too. It, it, it was different because I think that with Regis and and Kathy Lee, even though there was an age difference, she would take jabs at him, right, constantly, right. It was like you a, know, it, it wasn't was, like respect your elder, whereas. Um, Kelly Kelly although you know obviously him and Kelly did well because they were together for 11 12 years yeah. she wasn't taking jabs at him like personal but that's what I mean they felt more like contemporaries yeah they, they did because I think in part not only because they were close to her in age but because of I mean she's like in show business it's, uh, she's an actress she's a, yeah. a Kathy Kelly. Lee 
No, uh, no, she was in show business, like in musicals and stuff like oh, that. That's true. She so was the like, Gong Show. So she had a little bit of that, like you know, jazzy, like kind of thing that he did. He she, had. They, they, right. They both came from the same world. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, I get it. I speaking of though on the same on the topic of hosts. I am not looking forward to seeing Tyra Banks on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my gosh. I feel like Tom Bergeron was the perfect he was. host well, for that. Okay, why because... did they get rid of him? And why? I mean, I imagine that that show's already been on the air for like 15 years. It's losing ratings, That's so why. they need to spice it up. That's why. That's why. My, no other reason. There's, they need to do something to spice it up. I like Tyra Banks. I actually... You know, you know I don't what? have an issue with her in C, but it's just I don't, I don't see her as a good fit. I actually used to like her talk show. I don't know why they got rid of it. I guess they didn't have no, her. No, I think, I think she ended it. I don't know if she ended it. I actually liked her talk show. Um, but I'm dancing with the stars. I, I, I just feel it's a certain type and I don't think she's that type. I think to host dancing with the stars, it has to be somebody who understands how to bring something out of the contestants, I'm, but then recede into the background. I'm surprised they didn't bring in Joey Fatone. That would have been a better choice because Joey Fatone, yeah, isn't, you know, he's like in his mid to late forties. Yeah. So he's not a little kid. Um, he was doing, on the show. He's been doing voice for hosting for he, Yeah, he's now. hosted a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, he was on the show. Right, so he has a history. Everybody knows who he is. Right. I'm, no, surpri- I'm surprised. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe they offered to tell me he didn't want it. Who knows? Yeah, it could be too. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I just don't think she's going to be a very good host. I, I just think that they, should, they need to bring back Sabrina Ryan. Brian. Again, for the third time, and just give her the damn mirror ball. Should trophy. they just make her the host now? They, no, they should. Just, <laughs> just make her, her the host. They should give her. You know, how there's an honorary Oscar, uh, like a participation ribbon. They sh- no, they should give her. Right, but the difference between <laughs> Sabrina Bryan and a participation ribbon. She participated. She participated. She participated. In both seasons, she was in. She was hands down the best person from week <laughs> one. But for some reason, the gods said the, no. You know, it's incredible that in both times she was in, she got voted off on the sixth week. Really? Yes. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. So in one of the earlier seasons of Dancing with the Stars. I think no more than season six or seven. Yeah. <clears throat> Sabrina Ryan went on it. Brian. She girls. was She was a cheetah girl. And I remember that her first dance week one was a cha-cha. And she did, don't you Don't you think your girlfriend was Oh, don't you. Like, don't you from yeah. Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. And I think she got like a perfect score. Like she either got a perfect score or she got like all nines. Like she blew it. Out of the ballpark. Like, she was amazing. And she was, hands down, the best person on the show. That the judges were like, I can't believe that this is you on week one. Right, right. Where do you go? Yeah. Right? But she then got voted off on week six. In part because, you know, Dancing with the Stars at the end of the day is a popularity contest. True. You know? Um, And there were people there that were more famous than she was. So then, some ye- many years later, Dancing with the Stars had like um, all stars. An all st- well, no, it wasn't an all star season. It was like all people that had lost. But it was an all stars. They call them all stars when they bring back guests. When they bring back people. When they like, for instance, when RuPaul does the the all stars mm-hmm. seasons, it's not people who've won. Mm-hmm. They're just calling them all. Okay, well then them, I guess I don't know if they called it all star, but they had a season where they brought back people who hadn't won. And were like popular or, or fan favorites, and they brought. And she was the first one. I was like, Duera, she's gonna win. She's gonna win. This is a redemption for Sabrina Bryan. No, she no, got voted off. No. And then the week that she got voted off, I remember she did a rumba, and she got a perfect score, and she got voted off. People who are good dancers don't tend to do well on that show. Mm. 
Like, I mean, good dancers as like, because again, she was a cheater girl, so she has some type of dance Even background. I still think it's robbed, right? Mel, robbed. Mel, Mel, Mel B. Mel B should have won. Absolutely, should have won. Mel B was the best dancer. She was not only good; she improved the most. She was a, the best. That was season five or six. Oof, that was. And yeah. she lost to Elio Castillo, whatever the race Cast- car driver. Castronovo. That's because you know he did all like I don't know. He threw confetti in the last dance. His dance was good, but it wasn't Mel B. Huh? His his dance was good, but it wasn't Mel B. His dance was good because they had confetti and it was okay. loud and bright. Well, you know things I enjoy. But um, no, what I was saying is like, for instance, me like Juan Pablo didn't win, and he was yeah, fantastic. He was Rob too. Heather Morris from Glee, the one who played Britney on Glee. I mean, yeah. the woman has toured with Beyonce as a dancer, and she couldn't win Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like people who like Corbin Blue did not win. Yeah. Like people who have like a dance background don't win Dancing with the Stars. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> well, Jennifer Grey won. She won. Jennifer Grey. Oh, I didn't remember that she won. Yeah, she won. Oh, yeah, but she did like one movie. I wouldn't call that a dancing background. No. And that made, you know, that's very nostalgic. And... Right. And also like, I mean, all her dance talent went away when she got her nose job. <clears throat> I love, I love, love, love when there's certain people that they have. That you know are going to be bad. You know they're going to be out by the second week. Right. And depending on what they did, like for example, Billy D. Williams. I knew you were going to go with Billy D. Billy D. Williams on week two was already doing Star they're like, Wars. Listen, <laughs> listen, Billy D. You're not going to get far, so we need to get Star Wars out Let's of the way. Let's get it out of the way because everybody wants to see it. Yeah, so just do it. You you are not you're not Carlton Banks because no. the Carlton. I remember when uh, Alfonso Actually, Romero. Yeah, he has a dance background and he he won right. He won. Okay, he won. so there you go. Prove me wrong. Um, no, but I agree with what you're saying. I mean, there have been exceptions, but I agree with what you're saying. I remember that him, mm-hmm. when he was on it, but you knew that Alfo- Alfonso Rivera was going to kick ass yeah, yeah, on yeah, that yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, that was something you were waiting for. like okay, The, the Carlton, right? When is he going to do when it? When are they going to do the Carlton? Right, like, right. when are they going to do it? And right. then when they finally did it, you know? But I actually like that show, but I have to say that... <clears throat> okay, so we all know that A-listers don't go on that show. Right, but they've really dropped down the alphabet recently. Yeah, I mean, I think next, like next year, we could be on it. I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the first things that you said. I want to be on that show. I mean, think about it. Look, you already get two contestants rolled into one, right? So it's it's out the gate. You knock out two people. They've already done the whole like you know husband and wife, you know blah blah blah, like. Hello, lifelong friends. And you know we're going to be competing against each other, but there's like, you know, that friendly rivalry. This could work. Yeah. This could work. But you know you're going to win, right? No, that's just it. I don't think I'm going to get far. I think you're going to improve and you're going to get further than me because of kind of what I just said. Because I'm the better dancer of the two. Like, you're going to come in, you're going to peak early. Right, exactly. (laughs) By like week four, they're going to be like, you know, I mean, yeah, you do good, but like, that's it. You know, like, where else are you going to go from here? Well, I'll be like, do you you want to see my my walls? Right. (laughs) You're going to improve week by week. And like, by the time it ends, you're going to be like flipping, you know, Carrie Ann and Abba and and all that. I've told you this. I would love to do the Paso Doble. Like, really aggressive. Like, I would, I want to do the jive. Oh, of course, you would want to do the jive. I want to do the jive. You would want to do the jive with some really peppy music, with like a fifties, you know. Well, theme. I'm not going to do it to Evanescence. No, I want to do like <laughs> I want to do the Paso Doble in like a homicide, like like the theme to Psycho or something like that. No, that's already been that, done. Damn it, that's right. That's right. 
But something really dark. Does The Shining have a theme? Ah. <laughs> Dancing the Paso Doble. <laughs> to the theme from The Shining. DJ Borges and, and PETA. <laughs> no, now does she go by PETA? PETA. Well, it's PETA Murgatroyd, but I can't remember what her new name is. PETA, PETA Max Kavlowski? What is it? Stramovsky. I saw me. So, anyway. <clears throat> wow. That was like... Man, we went around the world. We went around the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. This made me very thirsty. As it should. <coughs> Uy, I'm so thirsty. Que estoy con, like, I'm a little parched. So do you want to go first? I will go first. All right. So I'm giving my last soda, too. It'll be a quick one. Um, to John Lewis. So John, John Lewis. Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. as uh, you guys know, um, John Lewis passed away uh, about a week ago. Um, you know, not only was he in Congress, but he is a civil rights activist, one of the last, if not the last, of the group that was with Martin Luther King. Um, a lifetime of service, uh, fighting for something bigger than himself. And just a total class act. Yeah. And, you know, in this day and age... We can use all the class every, acts we have. Everything is so political and divisive and all that. You know, he is somebody that fought a good fight, did it with class. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the definition of an American hero. Absolutely. In my opinion. I don't so. disagree. I don't disagree. Well, for my last soda... Uh, I'm actually giving it to... It's probably the, not the complete opposite, but... I'm giving it to Apple. Now, why am I giving a last soda to one of the biggest corporations in probably the universe? The evil empire, as I call them. Well, because the evil empire is actually doing something that I know I have said should be done, and I believe you've agreed with me. They're giving their employees paid time off this year to go vote. Okay, good. So, you know, they, again, I, you know, yes, they are a corporation. They have many evils and all that. But you know what? When they do good, they do good, right? And I think that that's something that if we want, I know we are talking earlier about like, oh, go to vote and don't go to vote and indefinite, you know, postponement. But I've always said that I think voting in this country should either be a national day off mm-hmm. or you should be able to get the day off from work, whatever, you know, figure or take a sick day, whatever. Because many people do not go out to vote. Because they cannot afford to take the time off. Now, arguments could be made. Like you said, you can vote by mail. You can vote. You know, there's a whole lot of other ways to do it Well, as your well. job is supposed to give you time to go vote. But as we know. But, I mean, the reality of it is, let's say even though they're supposed to, a lot of people probably just feel scared even to ask yeah, for the time ask. off. You yeah. know? Um, so, I'm, you know, kudos to Apple for, for figuring that that's something important they should get behind. I'm still not buying an iPhone. Well, you know, and they're, I think they'll be fine. I've been iPhone free. Never had an iPhone. I know. I've had an iPod. Oh, okay. Okay, so you've had some Apple. Well, you know my problem with Apple. I've, I liked Apple. Remember, I used to have a Macintosh. Oh, you used to have a Mac, yeah. And I, um, I had an iPod, uh, but then, I, you know, they got so expensive. And let's be honest, they're expensive because they're expensive. They're, they're not, expensive because they're Apple. That's they're it. Apple. They're, I mean... They're expensive what? because they're Apple, and they're Apple because they're expensive. It's a circular logic, but yes. Yes, so... But we're not going to get into that conversation no, now that's, that's, because that will extend the show by like that's a topic an for hour. another day. <laughs> so we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. That was another episode. Uh, grab your uh, pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. 
Um, and that was episode 120. Yep. Take care, peoples. Bye. Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Liano, produced by Ismael Liano. And our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.